Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. Live from the Life is Hard studios. It's 10.30 Eastern Standard Daylight Standard Time. (laughs) It's not standard time. It's daylight time. It's daylight time. That's right. It's summertime. Daylight, daylight savings time, actually, but they. It's EDT now, not EST. Of course, it's EDT. Of course, for me, it's CDT. I know that because I. Yes. Was born on June 31st. <laughs> so there. Born on the 31st of June. Do you ever feel bad for the people who have birthdays on February 29th? I do, actually. I really do, although they're a lot younger. Well, how does that work? I mean, like, I know one person. have a birthday every four years. Right, I know, but. And and we talked about this, right? And and we skip a a leap year every hundred years, unless it's on the 400 year, and then it's still a leap year. Oh, you just blew my mind there. Okay, so everybody thinks everything a leap year. Yeah, everybody thinks we have a leap year every four years, but it's not actually every four years. The even century, unless it's also divisible by four hundred, is not a leap year. So, so the so two thousand was two thousand was a leap year. Nineteen hundred was not right. Nineteen hundred was not, and twenty one hundred will not be, and and. Fortunately, in my lifetime, I never had to argue with anybody about this because 2,000 just happened to be divisible by 400, so we didn't have to go there, right? But if it hadn't been divisible by 400, it would not have been a leap year, and people would have been like, why is the calendar not say it's a leap year? It's divisible. I'm like, oh, my God, you don't understand. It's much more complicated than that. I did not realize that it was that crazy. I thought it was just... Every four years, because I always learned that it was 365 and a quarter days in an actual rotation. And so every four years, the Looks, one quarter, it's very, you know, it's not exactly that, though. That's why every hundred, apparently years, every hundred <laughs> years, they adjust a little bit more. But then that's overcompensating also. So every 400 years, they don't adjust. It's complicated. Um, and, and that's, uh, the, the good news, the good news is that in our lifetime, we can just say every four years and be done with it. Good. (laughs) At work, they use PST like as abbreviation for Pacific time regardless. And it drives me nuts. I am always on a, I've settled on PT because PT works period Pacific time. If it's standard or daylight. Yeah, well, I mean. It doesn't matter. It's just PT. You can right? do the same thing with central time and eastern time and mountain sure. time. Sure. Well, and, and that's what I, yeah, but. I don't know about the abbreviation, though. I think you should Pacific just say. Time use much more. You should just say eastern time, central time, mountain time, no, Pacific time. that's way too. Look, you're the guy who wanted to make his microwave usage more efficient by eliminating one button press. And you want me to change from going PT to P A C I F I C space T I M E. That's insane. (sighs) Look, all you have to do is program your computer to convert PT into Pacific time. And you've solved your problem. If you're an admin on your computer, which I'm not. 
You're not? No, they're corporate computers. They oh, don't let you wow. do that. They stuff. took away In your fact, admin privileges? Hey, here's what happened today. And it, it's happened twice now. I'm wondering if it's going to happen tomorrow, like if they've created a thing that does it automatically that I'm unaware of. But I am in central time. And so I set my computer to central time because that's my time. And so I can look at the clock on my computer and know what time it is. And today I'm like at least twice complaining in the group message, you know, the company messaging platform to other people I work with going like, man, this day is taking forever. It seems way later than it is, you know, and then. At one point at 6.53 p.m. my time, I look at my phone and realize it's 6.53 p.m. And I'm like, what the heck happened? It oh. was just like whatever. And so I look at my computer and it says 4.53. And oh, I'm like, wow. what the fuck? Like I've been the, off two hours the all day. Ad- the admins changed your time zone? Yeah, they changed it back to Pacific. Those bastards. And it's it's happened twice. So I'm wondering if it's some kind of automated thing that's tripping it or whatever. But anyway. I'm thinking. I don't think so. It must. I wonder if it set itself, if it sets itself via the, like the IP address, you know, because we log into the VPN. Uh, Maybe. Maybe if you've got it set to use location services or something to determine the time zone, but normally you set the time zone and it just goes to the the uh, time server and gets the universal time and then calculates the time based on your chosen yeah. time zone. Well, I don't know what's happening then, but I'm well, it might it might out. you might be right. I mean, maybe they've got it set to actually change according to your location, which is pretty stupid, but. Yeah, well, it's going to piss me off if it continues. Mm. I could tell you that. So, I have a question on a totally unrelated note. Oh, that's good, because that was getting off on a tangent. Well, there's going to be another tangent. So, oats are not mammals, and they don't have... Like the kind of oats, the plant you eat? Yeah. Okay. And And they don't have boobs... It's true. Yet somehow in my refrigerator, I have stuff called oat milk and it's in my coffee and I want to know what the fuck it is. Oh, it's what am I drinking? What am I putting in my body? What is oat milk? That is a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say it's a very good question because it's so cliche. Everybody always says it's a good question. It's like they say, that's a good question. And, and they're really, they're being condescending. They're like, oh, yeah, thanks for that question. You know, that's like ridiculous, right? No, mm-hmm. it's uh, that's a that's what you call a kind of like a not really an introspective question, but kind of a maybe a maybe a rhetorical question. I think well, it could it's be a rhetorical. No, I think it is a rhetorical. You no, you don't want an answer. You really don't want an answer. Yeah, I do. I no, I don't know. think you do. <laughs> have I you mean, been to the I think. Store? I have think, you seen oat milk? Yes, I milk, have. But I think you're. Milk? I think you're being utter ridiculous. <laughs> Good one. Utterly. Yes, I get it. But seriously, what am I drinking? What is it? 
do they just mash up oats and it's like oat juice? Yeah. I mean, if you want the boring answer, yeah. Same as, as almond milk. They just crush almonds and squeeze the, uh, you know, just, just basically sane the, the meat of the almond out and leave just the pulp or the, or the watery stuff, you know. So it's the watery stuff of oats. Yeah, and they add water to it also. They it's it's probably well, how do they get it to even approximate milk? Like it doesn't. Milk? Have you noticed it doesn't approximate milk? Not well, I mean it. Nutritional. It tastes okay. Well, I don't know. About has it got has it got calcium? Has it got protein? Uh, I just, yes. it's probably well, got some protein. It's fortified with vitamin A and D. Oh like, well, there you well, go. They well, add stuff to it. Well, they add stuff to cow's milk. No, they don't have to though. Regular cow's milk has calcium and protein and lactose and uh, it doesn't have vitamin d i'm not sure about that i'm pretty sure they add vitamin d yeah i always says vitamin d added i think that's what they call it vitamin d whole milk or whatever but but yeah well i always blame that on they had nothing else to advertise it's like bad for you every other way but you know like we we one percent milk they could say oh it's only one percent fat but Whole milk, they can't say like 100% fat, you know. They say, well, it's not 100% fat, but but we we had unhomogenized it's whole. Well, yeah, we got unhomogenized whole milk from the farm when I was a kid, and that milk had nothing added to it, it was straight from my uncle's dairy farm. Uh, it was pasteurized because he had a grade A dairy farm, but it was not homogenized, okay. So you had to shake it because the, 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 Oh, cause it would separate. Yeah. It would separate. That, that's what homogenized means. I was yep. wondered that. Yep. They bust up the fat molecules so that they stay mixed up with the milk. Hmm. Interesting. Which probably isn't good for you either, by the way. What cow's milk? No, the busted up, like, like the fat isn't the same. Like the molecules aren't the same. I, I'm assuming, you know, that we've, when we started drinking cow's milk, we drank it the old-fashioned way, and that was what we evolved to be used to. Right out of the cow. Yeah, you just, <laughs> just grab the... Sit, sit under the cow and kick back. Yeah, you would just... Uh, <laughs> why not, you know? <laughs> Down on the farm is how we do it. Actually, the more you know about agriculture, the less appetizing any of this stuff is. Oh, I know. I know, I know. Yeah, so I But I mean I, but even if you have oats or, you know, cauliflower or any of that stuff, it doesn't matter. We talked about this before, didn't we? How Monsanto and Glyphosate or Glyphosate. I actually watched that video um, yeah, yeah. and that guy was drawing some pretty irresponsible conclusions from his What? Okay, there's the difference in correlation and causation. Yeah. Everything pretty much that he had was correlative evidence. Like, oh, look, during this time when we were increasing our use of glyphosate, the this, that, or the other thing was increasing also. Well, you could find a million other things. As we were industrializing our agriculture, you know, there was all kinds of things that were happening from, you know, adding more high fructose corn syrup to our food because we had all this corn we could grow. Right. You know, you name it. There's a million things that were happening. But it's still all bad, right? I mean, like. Well, glyphosate is not one of the worst chemicals that we consume. So I don't, I'm not sure that I'm willing to jump on that bandwagon. But also. No, no the, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the fact that all the food, regardless of its 
animal product or not animal product is pretty much shit at this point. Well, and that's for multiple reasons, not just the sure. chemicals we spray on them, but the fact that our soil is depleted. There's no minerals in our soil, so our food doesn't have the minerals it's supposed to have. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, if, is that we can agree that whatever the reasons are, we might not agree on all the reasons. I think a classic but, example is when I go buy blueberries from the store. So I have some wild blueberry bushes in my yard, and I pick the blueberries when they're in season, and they're a little tiny, you know, about the size of a pea. And they're really, they've got a really good flavor. They've, uh, you know, they've got a lot of flavor, I guess is what I'm saying. They taste like blueberries, but they taste very much like blueberries. They're really strong. And then you get the ones from the store and they're like huge, but they're mostly water. Right. They, one giant blueberry from the store does not taste anything like the little tiny blueberry in terms of the amount of flavor. Um, it's, it's just... That's what we do, though. We basically, you know, we just pump water and nitrogen on our crops to make them grow fast and big, and we harvest them, and we sell them by weight, right? So you're buying a lot of water, basically. Hey, that's Nestle's game. Yeah. Buy up all the water and sell it to you. Yeah, unfortunately, there's a lot of those games going on. So so for the um, why didn't I think of that segment tonight? Have we done – okay, so so I remember texting you saying, I've got an idea for a new segment. We should call it why didn't I think of that. And then you texted me back and said oh, – Why didn't I think of that? Exactly. You texted me back and said, that's a great idea. Why didn't I think of that? And I'm like, oh, don't be – don't 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 go there. And you're like, no, I was serious. I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't, doesn't work. Anyway, so <laughs> – so, I love it. It's my favorite new segment that I've ever not come up with. And we haven't done it yet, have we? I because we had to have the right we had to have the right story to go with it. Well, somebody should have been tracking this stuff. I know, I know. Well, we need a we need a manager or something. But anyway, so I I came oh, up. Oh, great idea! Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Very funny. So, I lobbed so it to I, you. You were supposed to say that. So I sent you the article about the girl who's doing passports. <laughs> yes. For people who are who are imagining that if they get a passport to a, a tax shelter country, that they can take their Bitcoin capital gains or their cyber currency capital gains and then convert them into cash in this other country and not pay capital gains taxes on it. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works. I oh no, the guy from the IRS, the guy, the IRS attorney. Well, he wasn't an attorney for the IRS. He's somebody who does tax. He's a tax attorney. Said no, that isn't going to work. But that's not the point. Exactly. The point isn't whether or not it works. The point is this girl's making twenty thousand dollars per passport, and she's how selling- does she issue a passport? Oh, she doesn't issue it. They pay all the costs associated with getting it. She just does the legwork and. It's like her idea, so she gets them the passport. I suspect that she's probably got some inside people, and she's working with a few different countries, and she's probably found some contacts that are willing to, you know, take a little investment money and uh, and convert it into a citizenship for somebody. I suspect she's got boobs, and she hits up rich guys. And says, hey, I can get you a passport to a tax shelter country. And they go like, oh, okay. That's yeah, since suspicion. since you went there, I don't know if you've heard, but there's a new book out called um, Perversion of Justice. 
Perversion of Justice. No. Yeah, it's about Jeffrey no, no, no. Epstein. It's, it's actually the book's called mm. Perversion of Justice, Justice, the the Jeffrey Epstein story. And they've been interviewing the author on the radio. And uh, she is pretty much convinced. Not She's not 100% convinced, but she's pretty much convinced that he did not kill himself. Well, duh. Well, I was doing <laughs> that for, I was telling you just for because you were... <laughs> You were okay. in that camp, you know, and, uh, you know, she brought up all the points about how they haven't released the autopsy, the video that should have been shot of him in his cell because he was under watch, right, has not been released or doesn't exist or whatever. Um, the two, uh, she goes, I've she's, she's an investigative reporter. She goes, I've worked with a lot of, you know, people in detention. She goes, and I've never heard of two guards falling asleep at the same time. Right. You know, she's just going on listing all the complete coincidental, you know, highly convenient things that happened for him to be able to kill himself. Circumstantial evidence that yeah, would hold yeah, up in court. Nothing really solid, but, but you know. The Correlation, F- but not causation. But she did mention that he had a lot of dirt on a lot of very powerful people. Yeah. Not just on the sexual, um, the... um trafficking part, but also on uh, finances. Right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, apparently he'd help people hide their money in various places or offshore accounts or something. He, he had something to do with some financial dealings with various people. I guess that might have been his job. You know, I, I'd, I'd sort of just glazed over what the hell Jeffrey Epstein was actually supposed to be doing. All that really stuck with me was the, <laughs> right. was his recreational activities. Right. Yeah. Who knows what his job was? So whatever happened to the chick, the Giselle or she's still under investigation. Maxine. What the hell's her name? It's Giselle Maxwell. I think something like that. Okay. It's, anyway, I, I thought she was or yeah, just Lane. Just, just, Lane, that's it. Yeah, I can't can't pronounce her name, so I forget. Jizz Lane, that's that's a porn star name right there. Like, well, apparently, Jizz Lane. Apparently, she was she was key. She was a key to his predation because apparently she's a sweet. Her demeanor is is very you know warm and and hey you know you can trust me. Come yeah. on, come on in, little girl. It's okay. It'll be all right. I'm just saying how ironic that name is, though. So. Yeah, or or serendipitous that you know she's gonna get she's gonna disappear too. I, I just don't see how they. Can well, that's her. why I was asking whatever happened to her because she's next in line, right? Like they offed him. Now she's got all the goods on everybody. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know, but who knows? Speaking of all the goods, you made an accusation last week after our podcast. I the, never. Yep, to the, uh, you said you said you thought that um, after watching the video of the police bomb truck exploding. Oh, yes, that, yeah, well, I'm not sure it's an accusation. Well, you suggested maybe. that. Conspiracy theory, sure. That the news camera was conveniently focused on the truck when it exploded, and they just happened to be there with the helicopter watching the whole thing go down. When yeah, well, they, they put a chopper in the air, they positioned it, they got the camera ready, and they're sitting there focused on the truck, 
for like a good 30 seconds prior. And that's just what we see. Like, who knows how long it was actually sitting there focused on the truck. Could have been an hour. I don't know. Well, if they're the ones who rigged the truck to blow up, then they knew when it was going to blow up. And Well, be- my point is, if they're just showing the video of the truck, and if the truck works properly, there's nothing to see. It goes boom inside, but the outside does nothing, right? I mean, that's what it's that's designed the theory, to do. That's theory, yeah. They, they told the people in the neighborhood they were just going to hear a... A loud thud or something. Yeah, you just go, but the truck doesn't actually move. Or so, what are you? Sh- why point a camera at it? What is there to see? Well, they obviously knew something we didn't know they knew. That's what I'm saying. So how they somebody knew it was going to blow up. Otherwise, they would not have pointed a camera at it. That's my speculation, not necessarily accusation. Well, I mean, call it what you want. You're saying that something's fishy, you know. Yes, something's very fishy. <sighs> Just like Bezos in space, very fishy. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know about all that. I will say this about that, and that is that we've added four more people now because him, his brother, an 18-year-old and an 82-year-old woman all went up there and looked back at the earth and now we have to add them to the conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah, for the flat earthers, right? Yep, yep. Because, I mean, I'm just assuming that if we ask them what they saw, did you see a flat plate or or a sphere, they're going to say a sphere, which means they're now in on the conspiracy. Well, unless you go all the way around it, I'm not sure how you tell. From that high up, I think you could tell. I mean, it should look like a circle. Well, but it would be clearly not like, like, okay, the plate theory says that the South Pole circumscribes the entire plate. Yeah. So well, you would true. see. I things. guess if you're paying attention to the landmass. Well, it sure. would be pretty fucking obvious that you're looking at a sphere, okay? Not only that, but you look out into space and you see all these other spheres and you go, oh, it kind of looks the same. It's just bigger because it's closer, right? Yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying we have to add four new people to the conspiracy. That's all I'm saying because there they are. Um, oh, speaking of conspiracies, so ooh, ooh, my favorite. Yeah, it's not really a conspiracy though. So in 19, 1972, MIT created a model of our, you know, like our environmental conditions and our economy and all these things. The pop- so like a computer model you're talking about? A computer about? model, yeah. World population, you know, um, environmental degradation, all these different things. And they put it into their model and they, they tried to model as accurately as they could, like where we were at and where we were going and how things would go if our population continued to increase at this projection, projected level and all this stuff. And they predicted that we would hit the limit of economic growth Around 2030. You know, okay. they couldn't say exactly when, but they said about yeah, 2030, yeah. we would hit the limit of our economic growth, that, that at that point, the economy would hit a wall. And then after that, it would start different things like food availability and resources and all that would start trailing off. And, and basically, in the next 10 years, civilization as we know it would, would pretty much cease to exist. Okay, so here's the catch. Everybody laughed at them. 
they all said, mm. oh, yeah, that's really funny because, like, we all know we're going to go on forever, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we will have an unlimited growth and technology will save us. You know, things will never, well. Mm-hmm. Good times forever after, sure. Yeah, so in 2020 or 2021, this lady from Harvard, this graduate student, is doing her thesis. Oh, but. She studies this model and studies its projections and and compares where we're at today with where the model said we would be today. And it lines up very nicely. Mm -hmm. So now nobody's laughing anymore because they're like, whoa, it's been 50 years and this model is holding. 49. Don't make me older. Okay. But, But this model is holding to facts. Like it's, it's, it's running accurately so far. We it's and so based on that, its predictions could also be true. In which case, oh, we got about ten good years left. You know, great. That is wonderful news. Well, it'll help our podcast. <laughs> I mean, we Will need it? we need some promotion here because let's face it, we're not doing that well. Ten years from now, when we hit that wall, people will be like, "Life is hard," and we'll be like, "I told you, we've been saying that since 2015." Exactly. We need to get we need to get like a copyright or a patent or something. Yes. And charge people every time they say it. But it could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, at some point I'll quit saying that. <laughs> so speaking of economic decline, right? Yeah. Connell's Maybe doing okay. It's the last I heard. Oh, well, we need to get him back on the show. And actually he might be able to speak to this, but maybe you've heard and maybe you haven't. Uh that Wells Fargo is getting rid of, well, they're closing all their personal lines of credit accounts. Have you heard that? Yeah, I did hear that they were, yeah, that they were stopped getting out of that business, yeah. Well, so apparently the last time they did this was 2008. Oh, my God. Well, hopefully it was 2007 because 2008 was like it crashed. We crashed at the end of 2007, wasn't it? Oh, no, no, wait. Was the election you know, in 2008? Yeah, we crashed at yeah. the end of 2008. I'm sorry. I'm Correct. Sorry, I was off. Yeah. And they did it about this time in, in 2008. 2008. In other words, oh. they saw it coming. Right? Yeah. And so the question is, is that what they're doing again? Are we headed for another one of these? You well, know, like, are they doing this because they see it coming again? I've said this before, but, you know, you need to watch people like the insurance companies and because you're not getting this shit from the news, right? You're not going to get the news isn't going to come out and tell you that your beachfront property is going to be worthless in 10 years, right? Because right. because of the storms and the floods. And, and, and by the way, the moon is going in, in, in the 2030s. The moon is also going to be in a different phase because it's on a wobbly orbit. And the mm-hmm. tides are going to be higher. The high tides are going to be higher. The low tides are going to be lower. But the tides are going to be more extreme. And, and they expect that we'll have a significant amount of sea level rise by then also. So we'll have sea level rise on top of higher tides which will be a real disaster for these, you know, cities like Miami and stuff. But back to the point, though, is that you want to pay attention to, like, how much the insurance companies are charging and how many, you know, places they don't want to insure people and stuff like that because they're looking at models. It is their business. It is their livelihood, their survival to be modeling the climate, you know, no – 
no sugarcoating, no, oh God, we don't want to tell people this, or we don't want to be too extreme, or we don't want to to, to uh, you know cause hysteria or have them say we cried wolf. No, they want the real numbers because if they try to go, well, let's be a little conservative. Let's not say it's going to be that bad because maybe it won't be that bad. No, no, they'll get fucked, right? When, mm-hmm. when, when, that, when we're getting a class or a Category 5 hurricane every two weeks on the East Coast and it's taking out a billion dollars worth of real estate, they will be screwed. So they need to know if that's going to happen. And and if you look at what they're doing on the coasts in terms of rates going up, them not insuring things, things like that, it's the same way with the banks, right? These guys have their finger on the economy. They know what's going on. They see the writing on the tea leaves. Is it the tea leaves? Do you have writing on tea leaves? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you have. I don't know if there's writing on tea leaves, but you consult the tea leaves to figure out what's going to happen in the future. Yes. Okay, because I wouldn't want someone writing on my tea leaves. I mean, it's you bad read enough. The tea, read the tea leaves. Bad enough that somebody phrase. sprayed them with glyphosate and then someone writes on them with ink and then I'm soaking them in my hot water and drinking Exactly. Ink. Squid ink. Yeah, I, those tea leaves. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just, you know, I'm telling people, don't pay attention to what you hear in the mainstream media or what you hear from your government because the government doesn't want us to know. They don't want us to panic. They don't want, and, and as far as like scientists go, scientists can't just come out and say, hey, we have reason to believe that your coastline is going to be underwater in 10 years because if for any reason that they're wrong or anybody can can convince a jury that they're being, you know, uh, what, reactionary or whatever. Alarmist. Yeah, alarmist, that's the word. If they can prove they're being alarmist, then they can sue these people for damages, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So these, they're not going to come out and say anything. Now, like, like I said, the insurance companies, their executives are telling their researchers, hey, you need to give me the skinny, right? You need to tell me like it really is because we need to plan for this shit. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's great. Life was hard. Could be worse. But it could be worse. (laughs) Life was hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse.